On this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we speak to a business owner who's serving up gluten-free goods in Franklin, Indiana. Don't miss it. Welcome, everyone, to the Open in Indiana podcast, where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today, our guest is Elisa McKee, owner of 1823 Bakehouse. Elisa, how are you today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us today. Elisa, uh, so I'm fascinated to hear that you run a strictly gluten-free restaurant in Franklin. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Yeah, so um, my husband and I are from Indiana and grew up in Franklin. And in the early 2000s, we moved to the West Coast and um, worked. I worked in television. He worked... um, in IT and uh, we ended up up in Canada and then back here on a visit and um, we always talked about uh, opening a small place like a coffee shop or a little restaurant or something and um, that was our like retirement plan and while we were here um, a place went up for sale we had just had our son and it just seemed like the right time to just do something a little bit crazy and so we we bought it and uh here we are and so elisa uh we talked briefly before uh recording today's episode and uh you mentioned that you your business caters to a variety of dietary requirements correct yeah so um my husband uh found out he had celiacs in um mid 2000s really before I had ever heard of the word gluten and um, so it was a it's been a journey like going from uh, he was a vegetarian at the time Uh, we ate a lot of uh, pastas and breads and uh, carbs you know on his on his vegetarian diet so uh, to have celiacs was really a, a big change for us and while we never really imagined uh, opening a place that was gluten-free, um, it just, once we got into the restaurant business, we realized how much contamination is in the air. And so we knew that we had to have have 100% gluten-free. And then once we started meeting our customers, we realized that um, along with uh, celiacs, which is an autoimmune disorder, many people also had other um, issues like allergies to dairy first and foremost, but egg allergies, nut allergies, coconut allergies, soy allergies. So really to, to only focus on gluten-free was to really ignore a bunch of people who really have a hard time, much harder than he had even in, back then going to a restaurant and eating and I mean, even just like the interaction you have with a staff at places, when you have when you have a gluten intolerance or another um, dietary need, it can be really not embarrassing, but like it's it's definitely like a process talking to the waiter and 
if the waiter is going to be receptive or think you're annoying or uh, think it's like a choice that you're asking these questions. It, it can just be like a hassle. So we try to be a place that like, and it, it comes naturally. We are a place that wants to know what your dietary needs are so we can point you in the right direction and you can eat something that um, you're going to walk away from having a great meal or a snack and then also knowing you're not going to get sick later. And so, Elisa, are there any other businesses that you had encountered that uh, uh, focus so much attention on dietary restrictions? Yeah, actually, um, we did live on the West Coast for about 15 years um, between Los Angeles area and Vancouver, British Columbia. And um, out there, every menu is coded. When you flip through a menu, it, it says GF on there or um, vegan. And, um, so that was totally part of our, our lives, uh, before when we moved back to Indiana, we found that, uh, it was a little bit harder to eat at restaurants. Um, and I would say like coming back to visit through the years, it's definitely a lot easier now than it used to be. Um, but, but yeah, uh, when we lived in those places, there were a few cafes that we frequented and that were, 100% gluten-free and some were really good and some were really terrible. <laughs> so uh, I, I think just the um, products available to make gluten-free food are um, much more accessible now and uh, more closely to most more closely tasting to uh, wheat-based products. So like uh, we actually have a ton of customers that come in and don't see the sign that say that says we're gluten-free or they just don't care. And it, yeah, I would say the majority of our customers don't really even need gluten-free food, but you know, it, it's so close now that, um, I, I mean, it's identical in a lot of products. And so what is one of your favorite dishes that you serve? Well, that changes all the time. So, um, with our um, baked goods, uh, I really like our sugar cream pie, which is, you know, Hoosier, Hoosier pie. And then um, our, so, so I, I don't, uh, I don't do well with the dairy, but I, that's my favorite food group. Um, but I, I really like our quiche. Um, it's, it's the best quiche there is really. And I don't, I don't know why, I don't know what we're doing differently, but Quiche at our place is awesome. Uh, I also really like um, uh, our Cuban sandwich. So you get the pulled meat, the deli meat, pickles, Dijon, Swiss, and grill it. I like a grilled sandwich. So, and our bread is, our, we make all of our bread every day. So it's fresh, you know, we, when you order your, your sandwich, we cut the bread that we made that morning and that's in grill it. So it's a real fresh, hearty sandwich. And like, no preservatives or any of that garbage that makes your uh, food taste not very good. And so Elisa, what's one thing that you wish you knew as a new business owner? Um, well, I had the, the coincidental uh, life situation of uh, having a daughter uh, two weeks before opening this business. So uh, 
I would say if I could do it all again, I would have hired a CPA from day one to be doing our bookkeeping. Um, so I just didn't realize like later down the road how much organization um, would would be important to all of the, you know, it just comes up over and over like, uh, you know, you're applying for the SBA grants and they need to see your profit and loss statements. It's like, okay, uh, I can do that because I have a CPA. Whereas like, if, uh, you know, if that had come up a year ago, I'd be like, um, what's a PNL? I worked in television. I mean, you know, so, uh, I would say get a good, uh, CPA and they're, they're worth it. And so how could our viewers get in touch with you if they want to learn more or if they want to stop by for uh, breakfast or lunch? Uh, we have a website. Um, it's 1823bakehouse.com. Um, you can give us a call. Um, and, uh, or yeah, stop by. We're in Franklin. Um, Franklin's a small town. It's It consistently wins a ton of awards for being uh, having a great Main Street. And we are right uh, on the corner with the uh, Johnson County Courthouse, um, down the street from the Art Artcraft Theater, which is a um, Art Deco theater that's been restored and shows old movies. Um, so it's a really cool, cool town and definitely worth a weekend trip to, to see it and catch a movie, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, I, I'm also the person who answers our Facebook and Instagram pages. So, you know, you have a question, you you want to ship something, even though I hate going to the post office, I'll do it. I promise I'll do it. Um, yeah, I, I would say find us on Facebook or Instagram to, to reach me. But we do have a website if you just want to order something. Awesome. Well, Elisa, thank you for being our guest today. And to everyone watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. Catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, openinindiana.com slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.